He begins by saying, I don't think I was born an entrepreneur until the entrepreneur bug hit me. An absolutely inspiring story of the journey of entrepreneurship from the cities of Harare and Johannesburg in sub-Saharan Africa to the streets of Berlin, Germany. What an amazing journey. You're going to want to hear this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives, the show that's made for Christian entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about everything from faith to business principles to family life to profitability to strategy to tactics to self-care. If you need it, we'll talk about it. I'm your host, Priscilla Shumba. Without wasting any more time, let's dive into our conversation. Today, we have a very, very, very exciting guest. He's a business consultant and the founder of Deutsch Connect. Kumbi, we're excited to have you. Please go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Priscilla. It's an honor to be here uh, to the audience. Greetings from Germany. So my name is Kumbi Rajpadza. I'm a Zimbabwean based in Germany for the past five years. I'm married to a lovely wife, Patience, and we have two beautiful children. And I'm a Manchester United supporter, by the way. That's how we know you in Europe, when you when you have to let us know who you support. <laughs> We've been very intrigued by just learning a, a little bit about what you're doing. How did you get into this journey of entrepreneurship? I don't think I was a born an entrepreneur. I think it was more in terms of an experience I had. Unfortunately for me, my father passed away when I was 16 years old and I'm the firstborn. So my mother, because my father passed away suddenly, my mother had to make ends meet. She was a teacher in Zimbabwe. So she began to do a few businesses. And I remember we used to have a video club where people could come and borrow video cassettes back in the day before we had discs. To watch movies. So from then on, she had a shop where she made retail clothes for people. But the the bug, the entrepreneurship bug hit me. I remember I was 17 years old and I was sent like 300 kilometers away by my mother to go and buy a maize with a haulage truck. So there was a maize shortage in Zimbabwe. I would go like 300 kilometers, then sleep overnight there, then bring back the maize. Then we would sell it in the area where we stayed. And just in a nutshell, probably I made by today's standards, maybe more than 1,000 US dollars. But this was just like pocket money over three, four days. And I was a young 17 year old boy. So imagine having a thousand dollars and you're just 17 years to staying at home. So that's when the bug hit me that there's so much money in working and doing entrepreneurship. So since then, that's always been my course. And I guess your mom kind of led the way. Yes, she did. And led you into entrepreneurship. Yes, I would say it was through my mom that I started my entrepreneurial journey. My father was a politician, a very successful one uh, for that matter. So he never thought about being an entrepreneur or doing business. So the moment he passed away, we had to think outside the box, or rather my mother had to think outside the box. So yeah, I could say she's the one that inspired me into entrepreneurship. Oh, that's great. She sounds like a brilliant woman. She is. Come here, tell me. Now, from that starting of being bitten by the entrepreneurial bug to Deutsch Connect, how did we go from that to where we are today? Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so like I said, I started this entrepreneurship journey back when I was 17. So that's like, what, 20 years ago, yeah. So then after that, I went to university in South Africa. <laughs> me and my best friend, his name is Tatenda Nambuzo. We used to sell cell phones, secondhand cell phones to other university students. We used to organize events, you know, parties for students, uh, sell drinks, sell beer to other students, that kind of thing. So I studied law, politics and philosophy. Then I moved back to Zimbabwe in 2008. 
while I was working for the Zimbabwe Youth Council, we had a program whereby there was five million that was being given to the youths in Zimbabwe, and I was one of the officers assigned to assist youths who wanted to get part of that. So they would get minimum five thousand US dollars for projects. Unfortunately, I saw the bad parts of just giving money to young people without proper orientation and proper mentorship. After I left my job there at Zimbabwe Youth Council, a friend of mine. Together with two other friends, we we did a show called My Own Boss, mimicking what was being done by the apprentice uh, by Donald Trump in America. We would bring in young people, uh, 20 young people from across the country, up to a stage where every week one would be fired until we got a winner. Uh, we did that for one year, but unfortunately, the economy was not good for us to sustain the business. So after that, uh, we started a company called Zimbo, which means uh, Zimbabwe is good. It was a feel-good factor for Zimbabwean businesses where we would identify, promote, and showcase Zimbabwean good businesses. Then we left it after a couple of years as well. Then after that, we founded Something Meeting, which by then, 2015, was one of Zimbabwe's pioneering online marketplaces where people from the diaspora could buy for their relatives back home. And we're specializing in meats where we'd buy online, then we'd deliver to your relatives uh, back home. Unfortunately, maybe I'll, I'll say fortunately later, I had to leave Zimbabwe in 2016 and I came to Germany as an asylum seeker or refugee because of political problems. My wife, where she was working, she was working for the opposition. Then I had to start Priscilla from zero, you know, and this is a very important part of my story because that is where everything, my spiritual life, my whole life, being a refugee, being an asylum seeker is not easy. As a man, you need to humble yourself to a level you've never humbled yourself before. But then all things happen for a reason. So yeah, this is how we get to Deutsch Connect because Deutsch Connect is now born out of Germany. I'm here as a tried entrepreneur back from Africa. I've done a couple of things in Africa, but they haven't worked out. Like I said, the economy and the situations, what was happening. But now I come to Germany, which is the leading country in Europe, Berlin, which is the capital of technology and hubs. And this is a young boy from Africa with so many ideas that have failed as well, you know. So yeah, over to you. Wow, what a journey. I think every entrepreneur will be able to identify with it. It's remarkable that you say that all this led you to the beginning, even though it was the end of a lot. So tell us, what is Deutsch Connect? Like I said, I had to start from zero. So I had a lot of time to think. So I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm in this country. I can't even speak the language. I was By then I was doing language courses because you can't even get work before you get proper documentation. You can't even get work because you can't speak the language. So I used to spend a lot of time on the internet just researching about Germany, Africa. But by then my heart was set on Zimbabwe. Again, my country. I love my country. I'm a patriot. What can I do from Germany for Zimbabwe? What can I do between Germany and Zimbabwe? By then, 2017, Germany launched what they call the Marshall Plan for Africa, where they are incentivizing German companies to get into Africa because before then, Germany was only doing 2% of a trade with Africa. There was so much potential just opening up between Africa and Germany. So God had put me in Germany for a reason. Because even I didn't understand, even when people asked, why did you go to Germany? You know, But this was now the revelation coming out. So by then, when I started thinking you know, Deutsch Connect, telling other fellow refugees or asylum seekers, I want to start my company, it was a laughable thing because... <laughs> 
look where you are look what you're doing look in your situation how can you even think like that so this is where i also want to tell someone listening out there that no matter your situation just dream big as an entrepreneur if people can understand your dreams or people can understand your vision then your vision is very small have a vision whereby people around you cannot even understand what you're talking about let them laugh about you at that moment so Deutsche Connect now, as it is, is now registered because it went through a lot of changes through the time I got some mentorship, through the time things were evolving. Because at the end of the day, business is about making money. So now Deutsche Connect is a consultancy that links African businesses and people to the German business ecosystem. And we do this through mentorship, entrepreneurship, and German language courses. That's number one. Secondly, we do business to, to business matchmaking. And lastly, we do access to market and partnerships. So in a nutshell, we're a company that bridges Africa and Germany in terms of business. Wow, that sounds amazing. I get the sense that your own navigation into the system is what you've been able to replicate through Deutsche Connects. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Learning from my past and embracing my future is what has made Deutsche Connect. Kumbi, why Sub-Saharan Africa? Because when you think about, especially as a consultant, looking at the money side of the business of things. Why Sub-Saharan Africa? As a consultant, you should also then do what is your speciality? What do you know? I'm an African. I know a lot about Africa. I also stayed in two different countries, Zimbabwe and South Africa. So that made me have a better perspective of Southern African business ecosystem as well. So that was my niche. Because as a consultant, you should have a niche. What do you know that other person doesn't know? It's not that you're the cleverest person, but you might just know a few more things than the other person. So if you're able to know something than the other person and be able to articulate or explain it to him, or her in a way that she's willing to pay for that. That's being a consultant. Being an entrepreneur, where there is difficulties, where there are problems, is where there is opportunity. So as a startup, you're there to make innovative solutions. Africa at the moment has got the biggest growing population in the world. By 2050, it's going to have 1 billion people, of which half of that population is going to be under 25 years. That means Africa has got a lot of human and natural resources. It's underdeveloped currently. There is no connectivity. There is low infrastructure. Look, If you look at the global market, everyone right now, the Chinese have been to Africa, the British before them and the Americans. Now the Europeans are also going into Africa because while everyone has got... Uh, the latest technology, Africa still is lagging behind. Only recently now we have the AFCTA agreement whereby Africa is becoming one economy. That means 54 states are merging into one and making it the biggest uh, regional body in the world, which also then says 90% of the trade tariffs in Africa are going to be removed. So that is 54 states with over a $30 trillion economic output. So these are the vast opportunities that are there. And especially for a person now who being in Europe or being in the West, you know, there's too much technology already. They need to bring it somewhere where there's no technology. So to be that courier or to be that broker or that uh, bridge between Africa and EU is why I specialize in Africa. But I think number one, the most important thing is because at the end of the day, I'm an African. I love my continent and I also want to see Africa improve. Wow. You've given me a lot to think about. And I think the audience that is listening will have to reframe how they see Africa as a continent. 
in terms of business. Just to add, I want to give you one perspective. If you look at Africa in terms of agriculture, the continent is underutilized, but it is the continent with the biggest food needs in the world, you know, going forward. Even the African Development Bank focuses agribusiness as the biggest business in Africa because it then goes from agribusiness towards food and beverage processing. And right now, Africa has all the raw materials, the natural resources, but there's no processing happening. Imagine you put the machinery, you put the equipment, the technology, and everything comes from Africa already processed. The final product is coming from Africa. This is such a big opportunity that I just want to urge someone who's listening, probably someone more from the African diaspora, that it's now our chance as African diaspora, to invest back home, not only in your country of birth, but in the continent itself. In the work that we do, we meet so many young entrepreneurs, so many startups that we also vet as well along the line. We have so many ideas and so many projects ongoing that maybe they just need 5,000 euros. Maybe they just need a machine that transforms the business into a $100,000 business. I hope the listeners get a different perspective, mindset about Africa as a business destination. I don't like it when people always send out those pictures of Africa, of whereby a young child is crying and the mother, you know, they are semi-naked. Yes, it's there, it's the reality. But also there's an Africa that is there, that is not asking for donations, that is asking for partnerships, that is asking for fair trade for sustainable development and sustainable investment. Kumbi, now for an entrepreneur who's listening to you and trying to understand how they can take advantage of this opportunity, how would you say they go about doing this? 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago, I mean, 15 years ago, there was no WhatsApp, if I'm mistaken. So imagine how the world has evolved uh, since WhatsApp started, you know. You can be, like now, the COVID situation, as bad as it is for the world, but for entrepreneurs, we must see opportunity in anything. You can do business from the comfort of your own home at the moment. You don't need to have a company office. Your laptop, your phone can be your business start. What you need is just to have knowledge. I just think that people should read. And a young entrepreneur who's listening, take your time. What is your niche? What are you good at? Read about it. Network. There are so many events that are happening online now. If you enter that event, you have a LinkedIn profile. You also share it. Then you take information from other people. You grow your network. They always say your network is your network. And I think having a strong network is half the work done. But it's not easy being an entrepreneur. Mm. That is number one. It's a very lonely journey, Priscilla. I wanted a business whereby I was in disagreement with my wife back in Zimbabwe. I opened a restaurant and I lost a lot of money in that business because... I was doing it without the other support from the family, you know. And spiritually, if the two are not together, then I trust me, it doesn't work out somehow. It's a lonely business if you are not doing it with the right people. So you need a strong support system. You need a strong team around you, even in the business. And you need a discerning spirit even to know that the people that I'm bringing into my business are the correct people. Because... Oh, we lose it a lot with the team that we choose around us. It's very important for the business that we're doing. But like I said, it's, it's a great time for young people, for entrepreneurs to be involved in business at the moment because where you had to travel, like now, imagine you would have had to do this in person, maybe in Australia. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of time being taken, but we are doing it from two different places that already is happening. So, yeah, to someone out there, I think this is a perfect opportunity. The digital world has changed everything. It's a game changer. So if you're an entrepreneur, you've got a little money that you want to invest into sub-Saharan Africa. But of course, you don't know the entrepreneur on the other side. 
is what you do through Deutsch Connect and your consultancy, linking the two. The entrepreneur with the money to invest wherever they are in the world with the entrepreneur that you vetted through your consultancy. Are you making that link or am I understanding it correctly? Yes, that is exactly what we do. We talk about B2B matchmaking. So maybe Priscilla is in Australia. She's got a business. She's in agriculture. But then in Australia, maybe Australia is not a good example. Let's say uh, in England. Then in England, the weather is, is bad three quarters of the time. But you have machinery that is just second-hand good machinery that is lying about. We can link you to an entrepreneur who's doing agribusiness in Africa to the extent whereby that machinery that you don't have to send money, even the machinery is your equity in the business. But above all, we then want the products and the produce to be sold in England or in Europe. So we are advocating whereby the investors from the diaspora send equipment, not only farming equipment, but also processing equipment. Let's typically, we have a lot of tomatoes that are lost in the line in Africa through selling them at the markets. After one day, they go bad. Imagine if our women, our mothers and grandmothers in the rural area, they have a processor, a tomato processing plant, yeah? They don't even have to go to market the tomato. They then process uh, the tomatoes in their village. Then that processed tomato in a can is then sent to the export markets in the West or in Europe or in the Americas. That way, it's maximum utilization, greater production and sustainable investment and development so to answer you yes we do business to business matchmaking but we also like i said we vet the one thing that we also don't want we don't want young africans who just have ideas but they're not doing anything we found that a lot of investors they don't invest in someone who has not actually invested in their own idea so we take someone who's already producing or who's got a product with a service and then we scale that business into investor readiness or export readiness so that when the partner is now coming from the diaspora end, they're already investing in a business that they can already take abroad in the sense of the good product or services. We don't vet alone because, I mean, we are in Germany. We also work with local chambers of commerce. We also work with different hubs in the different countries so that we don't do things from the onset, but we also get young people for the best of what is happening on the continent. To support this, we've also started with some partners, a program called Innovate for Africa, which we're doing on Facebook. It's going to be on Instagram very soon as well. We are just highlighting, promoting, and showcasing innovative African startups. And we are hoping that by showcasing them, the world can see that Africa does have solutions. But we also want to take these solutions from a local level to a global level. We call it local, local solutions, but now taking it to a global audience. Wow, that's really, really great work. And I think a lot of the entrepreneurs that are listening are going to get a lot of ideas about what they can do in a way that they were not thinking about before. Now, Kombi, we talked a little bit about the pandemic. How has the pandemic affected your business? And how are you guys maneuvering around these times? We had a German language school in Zimbabwe, in South Africa. But because of the COVID situation, we had to go online with that. We had to pivot. But in pivoting, it meant that we would get people from Kenya or from Rwanda or we got Mauritius 
people now ask you, can we be able to also learn your language courses online? So from an idea that was only taking people from Zimbabwe and South Africa, we have now gone to more countries because of the power of the internet. For us, we're in Germany and we were still small. We were then meant to travel, you know, to get some of these deals over the line. But now, we can always tell you that COVID situation. So we now talk about the deals online. We sign online and we agree online. So for me, it's actually been a, a good way to do business for us in that we are moving faster because of digitalization. We've put everything in our business is digitalized now. It's, uh, we have platforms for the language courses, for the business-to-business matchmaking as well, as well as to the access to partnership. We do a lot of uh, webinars with other different partners. So I think for us, the COVID situation has not really disturbed our business. We've also now moved more into food and beverage, the export and import from Africa. People are looking to things that are organic, ethically sourced, that are natural. Africa has a lot of these things. So I think for us, we've made a lot of strides during this COVID situation. That's great to hear, Kumbi. Could you tell us maybe your favorite story that you've had come through this consultancy? Oh, there are two. I shared both of them with us. Okay. This young man, we have a weekly program that we have on radio in Zimbabwe, where I come from. We used to do this way, we would ask a question and someone wins a prize. So this boy was doing his A-levels last year. Then gave him a prize valued like 1,000 US dollars to learn German language for B1 level. By that level, you can be able to come to Germany for university or if you want to come as an OPE or a social year volunteer student. You know. So this boy is been an inspiration to me. He finished his A-levels, he's now doing the German language course. He wants to come to Germany. He doesn't even have a sense to say how he's going to come to Germany. But he's just determined. And every day, you see him posting things about Deutsche Connect. He's got more passion about Deutsche Connect than I have, I think. For me, that underpins what is Deutsche Connect, you know, what it, what it means. So I just had to share this. Uh, I'm still looking for a way how I will help him in his ambitions, I'm also mentoring him as well. There are some people that can believe in what you're doing more than yourself. For me, that was that is power. That is real, real power. Secondly, there is a product that comes from Marula Oil that is being done in Namibia in South Africa. Uh, the ladies who do it, they produce it in the desert. They are elderly women who came together and they are they are also looking after orphans. You know, we, most of the time in Africa, all well, our families, uh, the parents die and the grandmothers, the grandparents look after the children. So they came together as a group of women and they are producing and the products are finished in South Africa. And then we were able to find market for them in Germany. So as I speak, my partner is going to South Africa in April to be able to get the first consignment and finalize that. So for me, that was big, you know, that this product that was started in the Namib desert and we are putting it in German shell. These are two, wow. these are two examples of the impacts that we are actually making. I think just to add on to that, we have so many people now reaching out to us from so many different African countries, you know. Sometimes we can't assist everyone in terms of marketing them. Sometimes we can't get market for everyone. But just knowing that people in Africa are working hard producing quality, quality stuff that is for international standards, that's, yeah, for me, those are the kind of stories. Those are two great stories. It's amazing the potential 
to reach people and to do business in a big way that exists today just because of the internet. One of your values can be is Ubuntu. Please share what that means to an audience that maybe has a different language background. Ubuntu means togetherness. There is an African saying that the child doesn't belong to a family, it belongs to a village. For me, that is very important. It's a spirit of working together. I just want to call it Pamoja. If anyone wants to do business in Africa, let's say from a, from a Western perspective, let's say they are in Australia, they want to put their money into Africa. They don't just do it because they want profit. You need to look at the core, the spirit of who would do the spirit of togetherness. Otherwise, there are so many barriers for you to do business that you might just give up quickly, you know. But they say if you go alone, you go far, but if you want to go further, let's go together. That kind of thing. So, yeah, we believe in collaborations, uh, just like everything that we do. And we believe in working together. So that is where that value comes from. Even as you describe what Deutsch Connect is about, I could get that sense that it's about everybody winning. Yes, definitely. Because I don't want to sound so critical, but I feel what happened to Africa after the colonial era from the 1960s to now was very unfair because even though Africa got political independence, there was no economic independence because the ones that were in power were the ones that got all the deals and they were the ones that got money from the former colonial masters. People on the ground, the young people, never got anything out of the deal. So even now, one thing that is very important for us is one of our corporate social responsibilities is sustainability, to have sustainable investments, to have sustainable projects. We don't want to just do things for the sake of money. We want to do things that 20 years, 30 years down the line, the results are there. We want to build generational wealth. You know, I'm inspired by the German Mittelstand that they have here, whereby the company has been there for 200 years. You know, look even the big German companies, the Adidas, the Pumas, the Mercedes-Benz, they are family companies, most of these. So I'm happy that we're also working with an organization called African Family Firms. They are growing a generation and a second generation or third generation of African entrepreneurs through family businesses. So for us, that is very important to have sustainable businesses and sustainable investments. Tell me about what it's like to do business in Germany. To be honest, it's difficult as a foreigner to do business in Germany because of the language barrier, number one. And I still think there's a perception about Africa that is very wrong. You know, sometimes even if you tell people that you are doing business, they... Because there are not so many role models around who have done what you're doing, you know. So it's difficult for them to believe that an African can actually be a successful business person. So for me, that is one thing that I'm trying to advocate within the African diaspora to get more of our children, more of our young people to know that they don't only have to do a certain type of job in Germany. They can also use the opportunity to do business, to do anything is possible. We talk about brain drain in Africa. I actually think we're at a time when there's no longer brain drain, but it's actually brain gain at the moment because we are coming here to the diaspora. We are learning innovation, technology, all the systems, and we want to take it back to the continents to improve our own continents. So as much as we might have lost the best brains at some point, but let these best brains then go back and give back. So this is also something we do with the mentorship program we're going to launch. It's inspired by African diaspora experts training at least an hour a month young African entrepreneurs on the continent. Absolutely. 
is the difference between spending 10 years trying to do something and hitting your goal in two or three years? Entrepreneurship is sort of like marriage, you know. Your father or your mother never told you what you're going to be like. You learn by doing. So that's the importance mm-hmm. of mentorship. Having someone who's been through the, through the, the hurdles, through the good days, the bad days. There are more bad days than good days. But you need to have the vision always intact through the tough times. A mentor is someone who is very necessary. And especially finding the right mentor who has also done something similar to what you're doing, who has also failed. I mean, mentors are not just supposed to people who have succeeded. You can be someone who has failed in what you're actually doing and tell you how to fail well. Because there's a way of failing badly and failing well and rising. The reality is that more than three quarters of the startups actually fail. And even if you look at the, the richest people in the world, they have a lot of failed stuff before they got success. So people must also consider that from an entrepreneurship perspective. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, what is the number one book that you would advise an early entrepreneur to read? Phil Knight Shudok from the owner of Nike. Whenever I feel down, I was telling you about failure and failure and then success. See, you look where Nike is now, but if you read the story, what you went through and the trouble, sometimes we all want to start as entrepreneurs. We want to start with a nice office. We want to start with a company logo. We want to start with a business plan. But the reality is sometimes the best of plans don't start like that. He had to make up a name in, in a very big meeting. You know, imagine going to a very big meeting and you don't even have a registered company. But coming out of that meeting with a, a big deal. So for me, it's a must read. I also think that's Phil Knight Shudok. Then I also quote a lot of the richest men in Babylon. They are just wise words about how to use money, how to make your money work for you. You know, there's a law in that book that says never give money to a friend who is desperate. <laughs> it's something that I've learned. When you give away money, or give someone money, know that that money might be gone forever. For every money that you make, 10% of that money, set it aside. Then after you set it aside, start using that 10% to make more money. If you're not wise in ways to make money, look for an expert who's wise in making more money. Don't give someone who just came to you and said, I've got this idea. So yeah, I think for me, those are the two reads that I continue reading. Thank you so much. I think you've really reframed entrepreneurship given great value for this time. So thank you for that. In closing, Kumbi, I always like to ask, what has faith meant to you on your journey? Priscilla, faith is the journey. <laughs> like I told you, mm. I did a lot of things. I'm a very self-confident person. I'm a very outspoken, outgoing person. There was a time in my life where my faith was very low. Even my marriage got to a strained position because of my business aspirations and not also being at par with my partner or making them understand. People are different. You need for the other person to believe in what you're doing, not for them to just believe without you explaining to them. So for every time I've done something, when we're not at par, it doesn't work out. So I got to a point where I needed to sit down, reevaluate what do I value in my life, apologize and ask for forgiveness and repent to God and ask God for a second chance, not only in my marriage, not only in my life, in my business, in my health, in my children, everything. And then I am now at a point where I let the Lord lead me in whatever I do. When I wake up and I pray, I say, Lord, let me not make decisions based on me. Let me make decisions based on you. May the Holy Spirit lead me in what I'm doing, you know. 
so that I am not the author of my own life. I ask for wisdom to make the correct decisions. I ask for a discerning spirit to know this is right and this is wrong. And I'm talking about life, but as much as I'm talking about business, because it works both ways as well. There are laws that are there in terms of business and in life that have to go hand in hand. In closing, my faith is very important in making me wise to do the correct things. Because sometimes, like I said, we talk about having the wrong team around you. Uh, this could be spiritual things. We talk about the deal didn't just happen. This could be spiritual things. But if you are aligned with God and you are aligned with your destiny in life, then at the end of the day, you will take you to the next stage. So I no longer believe in myself, but I believe in God. Wow. Thank you for um, ending this amazing interview this way. And to all those that have listened, please feel free to contact us and God bless you all. You can contact us. Our website is www.deutsch-connect.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, under Deutsch Connect. LinkedIn, my name is Kumbirait Padza. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do leave a review and let us know what kind of guests you'd like us to bring on and what exactly it is that you'd like to know. Also, connect with us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives. Visit our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com, where you can grab a free preview of our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. Thank you so much for listening in. We absolutely value your time and we value your input. Have a great day.